You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Uh, it's Brandon and myself this time. Chase had to catch a, a class at yeah, the university. Yeah, he class today. Yeah. Um, and so he took off, and we're just uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of our favorite recreation areas around Ogden. Um, winter edition. Winter edition, yes. And this is, are we Sands Resorts? No, I, I mean, I think we should talk resorts too. Okay. And what kind of the resorts in the area and what's good and, and bad about them. So the three resorts in and around, in around Ogden are, are Powder Mountain, Nordic Valley, and Snow Basin. And that's in order from north to south. Right. Uh, so Powder Mountain, where I learned to snowboard, uh, Nordic Valley, I learned to ski but my first time skiing ever and this i'll explain was snow basin but i was four and then later in like uh junior high i learned to actually ski at nordic uh-huh. um, and then i learned to snowboard at powder mountain yeah. i love all three resorts for very different reasons i do too yeah. yeah yeah in fact my first day skiing ever was at nordic valley then like the next 15 were at powder mountain and then I skied once at Snow Basin, and then I went back and skied a few more seasons at Powder Mountain, and then in like high school I got season passes to Snow Basin, so I skied like a couple hundred times at Snow Basin, and didn't ski at Powder at all. And now I kind of mix between the three, although I don't really ski at resorts a whole lot. I'm mostly in the backcountry now. Um, but Nordic Valley is just three minutes down the road. Um, from where you from live, where I live, price points right. It's a family right. resort. It's right. cheap. Um, yeah, my family moved out here from Pennsylvania in the '60s, and they all went to Snow Basin, and so they have all. They all have my uncle, aunts, and uncles all have fond memories. They live right at the mouth of Ogden Canyon, and they have fond memories. And my uncle, I remember he had a VW Bug that he owned for years, and he had a snow. The original Snow Basin loves you sticker uh on the bug and i just i've always had a, a, a an infinity for snow basin because of that um the history and of my family knowing that they've all been there and you know this was i've been, if you go there long enough this is way before the new lodges and right. all the the gondola and all the things and that's you know when i was skiing there snowboarding there in high school it was before all of all the, the upgrades before right. the olympics yeah so um and then, and then 
Powder Mountain is, uh, I remember talking to, it was a pro skier when I was in high school. Uh, I was friends with my mom and he, he was over at our house and he knocked on the table, the dinner table we were on. And I, cause I said, oh yeah, just, you know, we just got back from Powder Mountain. We were snowboarding there and I was bragging about how much I loved Powder Mountain. And he knocked on the table. He said, Powder Mountain's as steep as this table. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. I guess it's not that steep. Or this guy doesn't think it is. But I'm thinking this guy's skiing like lines in Alaska and stuff. Right. But for me, Powder Mountain was everything. Like, I loved it. Um, and then and then Nordic was fun when I was able to like like I worked in North Ogden and I would drive up over the divide. I'd go do a few laps. I bought like a season pass for night skiing or something. R- do a few night ski laps and then just drive home. It was like the greatest life. Right. I loved it by myself. Yeah. You know, and now that I have kids, I think snow basin is friendlier for me with kids. It's, it's easier access to get to get them on the mountain and they're just still learning. And so until they're, until they're skilled enough that we can go tackle new terrain, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I understand and agree a little bit with the sentiment that, Powder Mountain's not very steep. Uh, <laughs> I, when I was learning to ski there, I mean, like, my second time skiing through, I don't know, maybe number 15 was at Powder Mountain, and so it all seemed pretty steep to me. Oh, yeah. My first time snowboarding, I'm like, this is the worst hill ever. Right. But now I go there, and I usually only go there on, like, big powder days when, um, because there just aren't that many people up there, and that you can ski untouched powder all day long. Mm-hmm. And I love it. But I only ever ski one lift. That's the paradise lift. Mm. Because if I get on the other lifts, especially on a day when the snow's deeper than knees, like knee deep, if it's thigh deep, I'm like, my skis are pointed straight down the mountain and I'm going about five miles an hour through the powder because <laughs> <laughs> the snow's holding me back and it's just not that steep, especially on like a hidden, hidden lake and stuff. It's just not as steep. So... But you can hike and you can do things over there that yeah. you can find some steeps and, and drop. But overall, the mountain is is a little more mellow. Right. With that said, though, they they limit the amount of people on the mountain each day. And not only that, the the road up to the mountain limits the amount of people <laughs> <That's> true, <yeah. laughs> that are willing to make the, the trek up there. And um, and it's a there's a ton of terrain. It's the biggest resort in the lower 48 as far as skiable acreage that's lift accessed. I mean, it's a huge resort. Um, Plus they teamed up with Whisper Ridge and they offer cat skiing third party type deal. So yeah. you can, I mean, if you really want to access a lot of terrain, it's, it's wide open up there. Yeah. And I have to say the train off of paradise, it's great. It's like perfect 30 to 35 degree slopes, um, 40 degree and in a few places but really not that steep usually but 35 degree slopes which is like the perfect steepness for powder skiing mm. they get a ton of powder up there it doesn't get skied out very you can literally go there a week or two after a big powder storm and ski north facing slopes and still get some powder turns um, it's really quite an impressive resort in that regard and it still has kind of a small local feel to some extent. I mean, that's changing a little bit as more condos and other things are being built up there. And with the change in ownership, um, the feel of the mountain is, is changing a little bit. But it still is kind of a 
small mountain feel, even though it's the biggest Snow resort. Basin's impressive to the opposite, where it, I'm amazed at how fast the powder disappears. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't used to be that way, but it sure is now, yeah. yeah. But those gondolas are so nice. Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, it's so nice to, especially on a day when it's puking or it's yeah, windy and freezing cold, you just sit in there and be warm on the way up and ski good snow on the way down. And if it, yeah, it if it is a powder day, if it's snowing all day, there's no better place. I think right. it's awesome. Yeah. Steeper terrain over there, mm-hmm. which, again, on a powder day, if you go there on a weekday powder day, oh, it's like heaven. There's nobody it's there. It's just heaven. There's yeah. nobody there. It's steep. It's deep. It's so fun. So fun. You get there on a weekend, you'll never ski powder. <laughs> <laughs> after 8 30 yeah <laughs> yeah you'll yeah. you'll ski you'll ski powder from 9 to 10 <laughs> so maybe like one to two runs and then you'll ski chop powder from 10 to 11 and from 11 to the end of the day it, you're just it's just not powder, you gotta, you gotta so. search pretty hard for yeah. it so off the off the mountains uh, you live right by o nordic right ogden nordic yep nordic skiing yeah and i don't know I don't remember how many miles of groomed trails they have, but when when they have a deep winter, this this winter for example, or last winter, when they have a deep winter, they put in a ton of trails, and I think I heard something like they have over twenty five miles of groomed Nordic trails. So they groom for cross country and skate skiing, but don't they also have trails for snowshoeing and fat bike? Yep, they do. So a lot of the really fun mountain biking trails in that area during the uh, summer get packed down they take a snowmobile over it they kind of they pack it down so that you can take fat bikes snowshoes and stuff and you can you can bike or hike those all winter long and they're beautiful trails they're really awesome plus watch for moose yeah loads of moose over there i only live a couple miles from ogden nordic and um so i go up there most mornings i mean almost every morning and it is gorgeous, and there's some crowds on the weekends, but the weekdays in the mornings, hardly ever seen anyone. Like five cars or? Or zero. Really? Or one. Really? So I go to the far north gate usually, and I'm surprised if I see one car on a weekday. And now on the weekend, there's more. But most of those people are going up because they access the Cutler Ridge backcountry skiing area mm-hmm. from those same trails. And so most of the people that are there are hiking up to do some backcountry skiing. They're not there doing Nordic skiing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm surprised you can, I mean, it does feel like you've kind of got the place to yourself. And it's a lot of fun. It's beautiful terrain. It's not the easiest terrain if you're learning to skate ski because it's quite hilly. Uh, But for just normal Nordic skiing or for snowshoeing or even you can just hike on the groom trails within your boots. Uh, it's beautiful and it's fun, but tons of moose, like you said. Um, so the, that's also a good access point for, popular access point for backcountry skiing. Right. So that O Nordic is right on the backside of Ben Lomond. And Ben Lomond, if you're if you're familiar with Ogden or you're coming into town, um, you look to the north, there's a really impressive peak kind of on the north end of Ogden. Has a clown's face or devil's face, however you want to interpret that. Uh that's south facing when you're yeah. looking up to the north and you see that giant paramount logo there yeah on the um so the back side of that 
really impressive peak is also impressive and beautiful, but that's where Ogden Nordic is. And just above that, kind of mid-mountain is where all the backcountry skiing is. Um, the most popular backcountry skiing for the area is. And uh, one of the trails is called the Cutler Ridge Trail. And then there's there's some other trails that skiers will put in. I don't know the official names of them, but um, I've heard Rodeo Ridge is one area. And there's um, some other areas above the horse corrals on the south end of Old Nordic that... Um, has some good skiing so there's a lot there is so much I, good i did skin that one area. one time um and i we ran into we didn't see the moose but the you could tell the moose was laying right in the middle of the trail because the way it was packed down and all the hair moose hair that was in the trail and uh-huh. you know the and i was like yeah you know what now's a good time to turn around <laughs> let's go back down right here yeah yeah so um so that's a great area. Some other great backcountry skiing areas. There's some side country and, and backcountry areas near Snow Basin um, that lead into Ogden Canyon, like Coldwater Canyon, uh, for example, is one of those areas. Um, the Banana Chute off the off the top of Snow Basin that heads Mount down. Ogden. Mm-hmm. Mount Ogden that heads down into Taylor Canyon uh, near the top of 27th Street. So there was a rescue two nights ago um, between Birch and abuse uh snowboarder dropped off the backside i don't know the story i don't know if he got lost or what happened but he phoned i believe uh snow basin ski patrol and then weber county search and rescue came went up uh i, be- I believe uh, uh not not birch the one the other one abuse uh-huh. and then and they uh, they got him out of there huh. um and i don't know where they found him but that can get a little that over on that side. That's a little sketchy over there. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely some serious terrain. And just because you can see Ogden doesn't mean you're not like it's not an easy way down. You're out there. Yeah, yeah, and and to be rescued is a kind of a big deal still. So uh, I've spent an unplanned night on that side of the mountain, right near the top of yeah, the mountain. How frustrating Ogden. is that when you can see? <laughs> yeah. the t- you're like, there's people in their nice warm houses right, right down there. And- yeah, so uh, my buddy and I had hiked up uh, during the winter to do some backcountry skiing, and also we were going to drop into Snow Basin and and finish the day with just one lap down Snow Basin. And big storm came in, and we were we couldn't see a thing, couldn't even see right in front of us. We ended up spending the night unplanned, and uh, we we called search and rescue. We had a cell phone, um, or actually we didn't have a cell phone. It was in the car. Um, this was a long time ago, by the way. And um, one of our parents called search and rescue, and they tried to fly a helicopter up to see if they could find us, but the storm was too big. They couldn't fly a helicopter. So we ended up getting down on our own, and we were fine. But um, it's just, it's kind of a serious thing. Same with the Cutler Ridge area. That's no joke. Like, that's some serious terrain. Yeah, you You're out there, there, and it's... you get lost. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of terrain for for rescuers like to try to find you in and traps up there yeah so so as far as snowshoeing goes um a lot of our summer trails are great for snowshoeing however some of them are not as conducive to snowshoeing so I'll go over the ones that probably aren't frequented as much and that's buse which is steeper indian trail which is steeper um skyline north is not a great snowshoe trail skyline south is and so now it's steep but once you're on top it's fantastic it's and that leads to lewis peak and it's a beautiful place to go snowshoeing right 
Um, but my favorite is Wheeler Creek to Icebox in Art Nord, and in the wintertime, it is it's so like, beautiful. You're in the middle of nowhere yeah. or something. Now, that starts cold in Wheeler Creek. Uh, if you aren't uh, um, afraid to drive Old Snow Basin Road, if the conditions aren't bad, just drive Old, old Snow Basin Snow Basin Road and start at Art Nord and then hike downwards into uh, Icebox. But once you're in Icebox, it's like, what forest am I in? It's so cool. So pretty, yeah. Another option is to go to Snow Basin. Um, You can do Green Pond, which is pretty cool. And then uh, after the the second overflow parking lots over there, there's um, Meadows? Yeah. What do they call that? Meadows Meadows? Campground, yeah. And uh, you can go up. There's multiple trails back there. Is and that I, what it's called? Willows? Meadows? No, I think it's Meadows. I think it's Meadows. But that is a place where they do have picnic Maples. tables. Ma- mm, Maple Maples. Campground. They have picnic tables, and you can bring a little lunch. You go snowshoeing and just, like, use the summer picnic tables or whatnot, and it's really cool. So uh, those are some of my favorite. Also, you can you know, you can do Waterfall Canyon that and, and Malin's. A lot of people, though, will just take spikes because those trails tend to be packed out enough. We did waterfall, I think, two years ago when uh, we uh, we were very thankful we had snowshoes. Like the snow was so deep, it was like, okay, gotta do, gotta take my snowshoes. Um, but Maylands gets frequented so much that I'd be surprised to see many people using snowshoes. Yeah, of Maylands. Put on some micro spikes and. Like that. You definitely want some micro spikes. Most of the lower part of the trail is just snow packed. It can get icy and it is steep. Um, But as you get closer to the waterfall, um, there can be some real ice flowing on the trail or whatever. So micro spikes are huge help. Yeah. And Mm. if you like ice climbing, Maple or uh, uh, Maylands Waterfall is up Waterfall Canyon. It's the best waterfall that we have in, in Ogden. And the only well it's well it's well known but you just rarely see ice climbers on it you will from is that time a timing time. Th- timing thing it's hard to get the weather right to get that not necessarily the just... lower so there's three pitches to that waterfall and the lowest the first pitch is like 80 100 feet uh and it's in when if it's cold it's in and that's great to climb pretty much all the time but you do want to climb it early in the morning because after about 10 or 11 the sun hits the upper pitches You'll start to, as it warms up, ice, ice will start to mm. fall off and, and hit the lower pitch and stuff. And so if you stay on the far right side on the first pitch, you can still continue to climb it. But but um, you do have kind of shards of ice and big chunks of ice falling down. So you got to be aware of that. Um, so usually if you see ice climbers, it's early in the morning um, before it warms up. And then there's Willard Waterfall for the, for ice climbers that it's on the north end of the valley um, toward Willard, Utah. Um, that one is about 800 feet of total climbing, and you and I have climbed that before, Brandon. Yeah, um, I don't know how much I helped, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you got yeah. up it. Um, <laughs> but that's about 800 vertical feet of climbing over the course of many pitches, but it's... Uh, you got the first pitch that's uh steeper wi2 um and you've got a bunch of kind of steppy lower angle ice um and then the last pitch that's wi3 and it's probably 40 40 feet of steep ice and uh it but it's a fun it's a real fun climb and it's beautiful you feel out there i mean you're 
it does feel it feels wild up there. So you're in a different place, but yeah, there. I feel like like the yeah. the mountain lions are watching you. Yeah, or something. Yeah. In fact, I've got a story for that one. <laughs> so one time I was hiking up there to do some ice climbing, and I was by myself, and I was just gonna solo up the waterfall quickly. And as I'm hiking up, I'm again by myself. There are no tracks on the trail, just me. I hike up. And the, you climb the waterfall, and then when you get to the top of the waterfall, there's a trail that you can follow back down to the base of the waterfall. So I climb the waterfall, and I hike back down this trail. And when I get to the base of the waterfall, I start hiking my way out, and I see mountain lion tracks on top of my tracks. And there were no other tracks out there. It's like, oh, crap. So I, it's, That's me, a little eerie. it's me and a mountain lion. Like I don't know where the mountain lion is. Holding your ice tools? Like, well, uh, I wasn't, so I, uh-huh. I grabbed him quickly and then i hiked the rest of the way out with like my climbing helmet on my head my ice tools in my hands and kind of just like i hustled my way out of there and i was watching closely never saw the mountain lion but i knew he was there somewhere and he knew where i was so it got me nervous but anyway um let's see what else so we've done Alpine skiing, backcountry skiing, nordic skiing, snowshoeing, ice climbing so i don't own a fat bike yeah. But uh, the Bonneville Shoreline Trail and Nordic, um, also the trails up there by Snow Basin, I see fat bikes often. So that's uh, Green Pond and then uh, the down there below Maples or whatever. So fat biking is a huge thing. Yeah. And I should probably buy a fat bike. Yeah, I want to I wanna get a fat bike too. I think they look a lot of fun, like a lot of fun. Yeah. I especially want to get an e-fat bike, an electronic. Oh my gosh! Have you tried one? Have you demoed one? No, I haven't. They take off on you. Do they? It's so amazing. Yeah, I love it. I just did it at a. I just demoed one one day, and I kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, I watch those fat bikers, and I think, what, what can I do? You know, when I'm out mountain biking, it's so easy for me that I just am thinking all the time. What can I do to make this more exhausting? <laughs> oh, I could put on really fat, inefficient tires and put in two feet of snow to fight against. It's like biking in sand. Like that would sound so fun to me. And so, uh, so and, then I, and then I noticed that people do that. Yeah. And it's called fat yeah, biking. Yeah, it's a thing. And um, so I haven't fat biked, but then I saw an e-fat bike, mm. an electric fat bike. And that looked fun. Because it's like, okay, you can mountain bike in the snow. And not die. And not die of exhaustion because, and you can bike a little faster than like 0.5 miles per hour. I'll tell you what, if you have a yurt or something, uh, I I, I know there's someone, a creative studio suite member in here in the Monarch who, her and her boyfriend have a cabin and they bought fat bikes to go, because it's just, with e-assist fat bikes, because it's just easier to cruise into the cabin with your stuff if you, you don't have a snowmobile or something you know yeah but yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah so anyway yeah there's a lot of good trails pretty much all the mountain biking trails that aren't along the ridge lines are uh hiked enough that you could fat bike them for the most part um and then if you want a wild adventure um you can hike ben lomond mount ogden um don't do it those are some bigger 
<laughs> there's some bigger days, but um, but there's a lot of people that'll hike up from the Cutler Ridge Trail to the top of Ben Lomond and ski off Ben Lomond, and there's some phenomenal skiing up there. And that's if you're fit. That's really not too too difficult. That's not too bad. When you and I hiked, did some backcountry skiing on Cutler, we went two thirds of the way up to the saddle. And that really wasn't, I mean, that was a nice morning out. I'm like it surprised wasn't at how far it is when, cause it doesn't yeah. feel like you hike that far up cause it's morning and you're right. You start so early and, and then, but I, every single time I get back onto the groomers, I'm like, we, this is the longest. We went a long way. Yeah. We went yeah. a really long way. So, yeah. um, and maybe it's cause the approach is dynamic enough shifting and changing where you st- go through these different this different terrain until until you feel like you're on the mountain finally where you're like okay i can ski this then it's like but you're up there a ways right and but it, in the freaking four in the morning five in the morning it's just this is it goes by yeah which is really quite fun it, it sounds god awful but if you hear the the owl hooting and you can in, or the silence the quietness and then you see the orange and the clouds start to, I mean, it's just an, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. That's, that's one of my favorite things is to hike up Cutler Ridge up in Lomond before the sun comes up and watch the sun come up. Like I can do inbounds at Basin by myself, but Cutler by myself would be spooky a little bit. Yeah. I usually have my dog by myself, but the mount, the moose hang out lower in O Nordic Uh as you get above that on the, then you're above the moose and i've uh, seen them up where the saddle is though in the winter in the winter yeah really yeah yeah wow i've never seen them up that high yeah male huh interesting scary because yeah. yeah. like one hump mountain hump over or whatever yeah yeah and just hanging out and you're like okay huh. stay, stay there big guy <laughs> yeah crazy. Stay there. <laughs> yeah i've never seen them up that high i've seen them a, a ton there's like tons and tons of them down lower in no Nordic, but but not maybe a it wasn't a good winter. I don't know. No. I don't remember. Interesting. So anyway, lots of stuff to do during the winter in the Ogden area. And uh, if you need uh, advice on what gear you might need to do some of these things, um, you can come into Gear Thirty, and we'll help you out with that. Um, or listen to our podcast. We've we have many other episodes on uh, what to wear when you're when you're snowshoeing or skiing or any of those types of things. Yep. Um, you can. Like our Facebook page, and we'll send you, uh, you'll get notifications of when we have sales and stuff like that. And you can go to gear30.com and you can see our, our deals of the week. This week um, is. Well, I don't know if it's still. Well, base layers. Yeah. yeah, by the time this is posted, it may not be anymore. It might be something new, but as we record, it's base layers. And uh, we've got a lot of great stuff uh, left for, for all your winter activities. So. Uh, Don't forget to click subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. And please leave us a friendly review if you enjoy the podcast. And thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.